Hi, everyone. I'm Alice, and I really love pets. Do you have pets at home? As for our family, we have a cat and a lion. Yup, you heard right, a real lion. My dad is a veterinarian, and my mom is a zoologist. She works for an animal welfare organization. That's why they often have to travel around the world to help animals that got into trouble. I love my parents, and I'm proud of what they do, but I'm often left alone for a long time because they are away a lot. Well, not all alone. I have a cat, Tom. Tom has lived with us for a very long time. He is the rightful owner of the house, and like all the family members, he has his own duties. For example, Tom is an alarm clock for me. In the morning, he climbs on top of me and starts licking my face. I simply can't fight off the annoying cat, so I have to leave my warm bed. I wash up, feed my cat, and then I have an ordinary day, just like any 15-year-old teenager would have. My parents came back from another trip. They were dressed as if they had just returned from a safari. Mom said that this time they helped in building a nature reserve in South Africa. Usually, we would gather in the living room after each trip, and I would listen to their adventure stories open-mouthed. It always ended in the same way. I begged my parents to take me with them, but they said I was still too young and I had to finish school first. I thought that since I couldn't go with them to different countries and watch wild animals, then we could go to our local zoo altogether. I thought it was a great idea, but my mother didn't like it because she hates zoos. She says that the animals are kept there in terrible conditions and are cooped up in cramped cages. Maybe it's true, and maybe she's right, but I didn't think about it. I just wanted to see with my own eyes all the wonderful animals about which they talked so much. Mom understood me. She realized what it was like to listen to the stories about adventures without participating in them so she agreed to go to the zoo as a family. We went there the next weekend. It simply blew me away. It may sound silly, but I was 15 and I knew everything about animals from my parents' stories, but I never saw them live. I ran from one enclosure with animals to another until I finally got to the cage with lions. I watched those big cats move slowly but very gracefully around the enclosure. Then my parents came over. A small fluffy lump caught my attention. It was breathing hard and fast. The lump lay all alone. I pointed it out to my mom. Mom gasped and ran away somewhere at the same moment. Dad and I followed her. We found her in the administration building where she was arguing loudly with the director. From their argument, I realized that the fluffy lump was a little lion cub and its mother had given up on it. She said that the lion cub was in a critical condition and if no one helped it right away, it would die. The director said that it was a normal process and it just needed some time to adapt. However, he had to give in when my mother showed him her zoologist certificate. Mom and dad went to the director's office. I stayed in the corridor and waited for them. In the evening, I asked many questions, but for some reason they didn't answer me and said that I would see everything myself soon. In the morning, I realized what they meant. In the morning, Tom woke me up again and I went down to the kitchen to feed him. 
But you can't even imagine how surprised I was when I saw a little lion cub eating from the cat's bowl. It was the same lump I had seen the day before. I rushed to caress and stroke him. Then my mother came in. She said that the little lion would live with us for a while until it recovered. Mom was the only person in the city who had sufficient experience, so she volunteered to take care of it, and I was supposed to be her assistant. Mom also added that I should be careful with the lion cub because it limped. When I realized that a real king of beasts would live in our house, I was on cloud nine. I would finally participate in my parents' adventures. I was the happiest teenager ever. Alex, that's what I called the lion cub, and I were always together. When I was at school, I couldn't wait to come home and play with him. Once, I even woke up in the morning because Alex was licking me, and Tom was sitting contentedly on the side of the bed and watching it all. Tom seemed to teach him to do it. On the whole, Tom was like a father to Alex, and the lion cub tried to repeat after him. So Alex and I played, swam in the backyard, and even watched TV. One morning, I woke up as usual because someone was licking me. When I opened my eyes, I nearly jumped out of my bed. A huge lion with a hairy mane was sitting on me. No, Alex didn't grow up in one day. The thing was that a year had gone by. We spent so much time together with him that I didn't even notice how he had turned into an adult lion. All this time, my parents were up and doing. They tried to release Alex into the wild where other lions lived, but his forepaws were still injured and releasing him into the wild meant his inevitable death because he wouldn't be able to get any food for himself. Therefore, he still lived with us. In fact, the big cat caused a lot of inconvenience. He was becoming a predator and animal instincts were arousing in him. One evening, the whole family was watching a show about zebras. When Alex was a lion cub, he watched them with curiosity. But now, as soon as Alex saw the zebras, he got up on four legs and pushed off. He jumped right onto the screen to catch his prey, but he just pushed the TV set instead of a zebra. The TV set crashed and Alex hid behind the sofa, frightened by the sparks. Dad carefully cut off the power to the TV set. Mom and Dad began to clean up and discuss what had happened. My parents told me and Alex to go to my room. I realized that it was no good. Alex realized it too. When I sat down on the bed in my room, he came up to me and put his muzzle on my knees. In the morning, I was getting ready for school. That day I was in a hurry and I forgot something. Do you think I forgot my keys or my phone? No, I forgot to lock the door. And it would be fine, but Alex knew that if he put his paws on the door handle, it would open. My classmates and I were in the park near the school. Suddenly, I heard screams and yells, and then a whole bunch of children ran towards the playground. At first, I didn't understand what was happening, but I heard the word lion among the children's cries. I looked into the distance, and I saw my Alex running towards me, limping on his forepaws. He jumped on me and knocked me off my feet. The kids on the playground screamed that the lion wanted to eat Alice. But the lion didn't want to eat me, he was just licking my face, and I laughed out loud. 
Then the viewers began to woo, but there were no daredevils who went down to stroke the cute lion. Of course, a lion walking freely around the city and jumping on teenagers couldn't be ignored, so a few minutes later, a police car, which was patrolling the area nearby, drove up to us. However, the officers were scared and didn't dare to get out of the car right away. They did it only after they saw that I was stroking the lion. They were clearly at a loss and didn't know how to react to that. When one of the police officers wanted to approach us, Alex began to roar, which scared everyone around. I guess Alex thought that the officer wanted to harm me, and he warned him not to do it with his menacing roar. The police realized that I was the only person the lion obeyed, so they asked me to put him into the patrol car. I followed their instructions in order not to frighten the others. At first, I sat in the back of the car, and then Alex joined me. We could hardly fit there together. The cops were scared, but the metal mesh between the back and front of the car gave them some confidence. However, I saw them jump up in fear whenever Alex roared. This amused me a lot, and I could hardly keep from laughing. The officers listened carefully to my explanations and talked to my mother on the phone. After that, they decided to take us back home. My parents were already waiting for us in front of the house, and they told us to go inside. The police officer said that they were obliged to inform the city administration to resolve the problem. Mom looked sad and told them that everything had already been settled. I found out at home how everything had been settled. It took my dad a lot of time to figure out how to tell me about their decision, but he worked up the nerve and said that they had finally found the right place for Alex. I began to protest and tell them that Alex shouldn't be released into the wild because of his injury and he could die there. I burst into tears. Mom said that Alex wouldn't go there. He wouldn't even get into the nature reserve. Alex would go to a wonderful safari park where he and friendly lions like him would play together. Alex and Tom came to the living room, both looking very sad. They seemed to understand that it was time for them to say goodbye. I wiped away my tears with my sleeve. Perhaps it was really the best solution because he would make new friends there and there was clearly more territory than our small house. In the morning, the whole family, including Alex, went to the safari park. The director was already waiting for us there. Surprisingly, he wasn't afraid of Alex at all and even stroked him. He walked Alex to the enclosure. I must admit, the territory there was huge, unlike in a zoo. Before leaving, Alex licked my face as he usually did in the morning. Then he turned around and ran away limping. I saw him run to play with other lions. Seeing this, I realized that it was a better place for him. My parents noticed that I was upset. Dad smiled and said that I could visit him every weekend. I was very happy because I wasn't ready to let Alex out of my life, and I realized that he wasn't ready either because then I heard his roar when we left. Don't be afraid, Alex. I'll see you next Saturday. Do you have unusual pets at home? Tell me about your animals in the comments, like the video, and be sure to subscribe to our channel. No, I'm not going to give up that easily. I thought, as I sat in the cave, no one would find me here for sure. 
except for the group of tourists who'd come here on a field trip. Not only that, I found myself in a terribly uncomfortable situation because I was in a filthy cave in my wedding dress. I got kicked out of there in disgrace. It turned out that I was hiding in the tourist zone. Whoever thought of doing tours in caves? It stinks and is boring as hell. But as soon as I got outside, I was immediately picked up by my fiancé Jacob's men. Oh man, now I really have to get married. Hi, my name's Lily, and my mom's making me get married, so I don't have to be dependent on her anymore. My mother should get the Mother of the Year award, because she's done enough to annoy me over the past year, and also caused me serious injury. It's her fault I broke my arm, because she made me work as a janitor in the winter, and then one morning, when the power went out all over town, I slipped in the dark, fell down, and blacked out. And when I woke up, I had a cast on my arm. I was in terrible pain. But instead of words of encouragement, my mother said, You did it on purpose so you wouldn't have to work. Do I look crazy? No, you're just lazy. You're useless. You can feel sorry for my mother. She's got such a grown-up daughter who's still not working. But the thing is... We're pretty well off, and we don't need anything. But my mother got it into her head that I have to work, because I'm 18 years old now. The thing is, her friend's daughter has been working since she was 16 and helping the family. And my mom hears from her friend all the time about how great her daughter is. And then she blows her brains out that I should set an example. So adopt her! I once got angry. I'm not going to sacrifice my time for your whims! I'm actually at university, and if I work, I wouldn't have time to study. That's just an excuse, Lily. If you wanted to, you could find a way. I don't want to, so leave me alone. But Mom was determined not to give up, and I found out the next morning when I got into the shower and cold water was pouring down on me. I screamed so loud, the whole neighborhood must have heard me. I ran out of the shower right away. And I yelled at my mom, and she just shrugged her shoulders and said that the water had been cut off for non-payment because I don't work, so there's no hot water for me. Of course, I knew my mother turned off the heater herself by turning the valve. What are you talking about, daughter? I just didn't have the money to pay the water bill, and no one helps me financially. Soon, we probably won't even have electricity. I got really pissed off, and I had to go to my friend Melissa's house to take a shower. I felt really uncomfortable, but luckily, she understood. Melissa thought my mom was wrong, but I wasn't just lying on the couch all day with my phone on all day. I'm in school, and I'm an A student. Then my mom started selling stuff that I wasn't buying with my allowance. It was my money, so I'm entitled. Mom, you're crazy. We're doing fine. Why are you ruining it? You don't want to hear me. You don't want to understand me. I was able to get my laptop back, but I had to say goodbye to my old console, a fitness watch, and a new leather jacket. But even that didn't break me, because I kept standing on my ground. My studies would come first, even if I had no fight with my mom about it. And then I had an unexpected surprise. I came home from the university, and I saw a beautifully set table. Mom even bought me a new dress. What's the catch? Are you going to take it away tomorrow? Of course not, honey. Get dressed. We have guests coming over. A family visited us. I immediately noticed a very handsome boy. It turned out to be my mother's colleagues and their son. The guy was shy, 
but that only added to his charm. He and I had a nice chat about games, movies, and studying. I really liked the guy, but only until I found out something. My mom has a thing for talking loudly on the phone. She thought I'd gone to bed, but in fact, I was finishing my literature essay. And that's when I heard that it wasn't just guests. Turns out, our parents want to marry us. What? But why would mom do that? What's she up to? I ran out of the room right away. I reached the phone out of her hands, and I threw it at the wall, feeling like I was the coolest agent 007 ever. I heard that. What are you up to? If you don't want to work and help me, then you're going to get married. So you don't have to sit on my neck anymore, Lily. I was so shocked. I stood there like an ice-cold statue for a minute. When I came to myself, my mother had already locked herself in the bedroom. No, this is too much. I'm not marrying anyone. Never. Meanwhile, my mother called the family back in for dinner. I dressed up like a real goth. I climbed up on the table. I threw away all the food, and then I started singing Rumstein songs. Well, that's just to scare the guests. You guys are crazy, like the Adams family, the man exclaimed. And we have a coffin in the closet, I said, and I laughed wickedly. The guests immediately ran away in terror, and then I ran out of the house to avoid the hot hand of my wicked mother. I hid at Melissa's and told her everything. My friend suggested an interesting theory. Your mother probably wants you to work for a reason. Maybe she really does have some problems that you don't know about. That seemed like a sensible idea to me. The next day, I went through my mother's things. And I found something interesting. Turns out, about six months ago, she got mixed up with scammers, who scammed her out of a lot of money. So that's why she wants me to go to work so bad. Mom has debts that for some reason I have to pay off. When I told Mom that I knew her secret, she was able to get away with it. I needed money for a gift. You act so hard for an electric scooter. But I didn't ask to go into debt. That's your problem. We argued for a long time. And the very next day, another fiancé came to visit us. Very wealthy, handsome, but terribly spoiled. I didn't like him at first sight, but my mother begged me to marry him. We'll settle our debts, and then you'll get a divorce. You might even get something in the divorce. Do it for me. No way. However, that guy didn't know how to take no for an answer, and he got us married. But I wasn't going to give up either. So I ran away from my own wedding and hid in a cave. And then you know the rest. And when we danced the first dance, he purposely stepped on my feet and I responded by throwing a piece of cake at him as a joke. The guests laughed. I laughed too. But Jacob, on the other hand, he was furious. Believe me, I did everything to get him to divorce me. I ruined his food. I burned his clothes with an iron. And once, I sold cheaply through an online store for the goods he was supposed to ship to his business associates in another country. But Jacob remained undeterred. At least, that's what I thought, until we had a social evening. Jacob came on stage, told me how much he loved me and cherished me, and then he showed people a slideshow of wedding photos. Except it wasn't wedding photos. They were mine, shameful ones, which the whole society saw. Now you've lost, Jacob said angrily. Then he came up to me. Let's just get a divorce. I'd love to, except our parents signed a contract, and I have to put up with you for a year. A year? 
I couldn't believe my ears. I can hold back the tears of despair. Jacob didn't even feel sorry for me. Just like that, I was all alone. It was good that I could go to the university and get support from Melissa. But my mom didn't see how miserable I was. She talked me into staying with Jacob forever because he's insanely rich. And he certainly wouldn't skimp on gifts and expensive things. There's no way in hell I'm staying with that jerk, I screamed. The year went by unbearably slowly, and I finally got my divorce. In the divorce, I had no claim on Jacob's family money, but he gave me $200,000 himself. Buy yourself a house and move away from your crazy mother. My ex-husband said, and then he added, I'm sorry about what happened. It's been a sucky year for both of us. That's for sure, but thanks for the money. I could use it. After the divorce, I immediately bought a house on the coast. It wasn't a new one, but I didn't care. My mother wanted to move in with me. She'd always wanted to move out of that cramped apartment and into a house of her own. Oh no, I'm going to live here alone, I said. Lily, how could you do this to your own mother? How could you do this to your own daughter? You got yourself into debt and you made me pay it off without thinking about my schooling or what I wanted. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't have this house. I'm the one who made you marry Jacob. Yes, and that was a terrible year, too. Even that 200000 wouldn't make up for it. I don't want to see you. I closed the door in front of my mother, and I cried. I was very hurt that she couldn't understand me, and it hurt even more that I would no longer be able to communicate with her. My mother had betrayed me. Melissa and I renovated my new house together, and then one night... Jacob showed up at my door. Did something happen? Yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to, and I have a problem. Jacob told me his business is failing, and he has nowhere else to go, because all his friends and majors had turned their backs on him. My friend wanted him out, because she knew how he humiliated me at that social gathering. No, he's staying. And even though my ex-husband and I weren't friends, he gave me money after the divorce and helped me move out of my mother's house. I helped Jacob come to his senses after he lost his business. I also suggested a good idea for a startup. He loved the idea, but I had to sell the house to make it happen. Melissa thought the guy was going to screw me, but Jacob didn't. Instead, he took a cut, and now we're making money together from the business. The business helped us get closer and become friends. However, no amount of money helped me to reconcile with my mother. She was now resentful of me, but I didn't want to crawl on my knees in front of her either. But I hope that in future, we can forgive each other. Do you think my mom deserved forgiveness? Write your answers in the comments, like the video, and subscribe to the channel. Hi everyone, my name is Caroline, and I was homeless until the moment when billionaires took me to live in their luxurious mansion. Wondering how that happened? Stay tuned! One cold fall evening, I was trying to find money for food. Well, or just food. I didn't care. Ask me how it happened that I became homeless? Well, my parents died a couple of years ago, and I couldn't live in an orphanage because the local kids abused me. At one point, I ran away, figuring the streets would be easier for me. That night, I couldn't find a cent on the street and had already resigned myself to starving. Suddenly, I saw a well-dressed woman on her way to the supermarket. I immediately ran up to her and tried to steal her purse. Believe me, it wasn't my first robbery. The street dictates its own rules. 
However, at that very minute, some guy was right next to us. He pushed me away. Get lost, tramp, or you'll be in trouble. He threatened me with his fist. I didn't want to confront him and ran away. Well, now I had no food and money. But the next day, I had a surprise. The woman I was trying to steal from found me outside the supermarket, handed me a full bag of food and a warm jacket. Thank you, but why? You're too good to me. I tried to rob you. I had tears of gratitude in my eyes. I know you had to do it because of the way you live. She smiled. What's your name? Caroline. And why are you on the streets at such a young age? I told her the story of my life. The woman wept and promised to help me. I expected her to give me some more warm clothes and a sleeping bag and lots of food. But what happened next didn't just shock me. It killed me. In a good way, don't worry. A woman arrived in a luxury car with her husband. At this time, I was eating a baguette, trying to stretch it out into the evening. Well, that's it, Caroline. You're coming to live with us now, said my savior and smiled. Wh- what? I was so shocked. I choked on a piece of baguette. A girl like you shouldn't be living on the streets. We want to adopt you. Is that what you want too? She asked. Of course I said yes. And who wouldn't refuse in my place? On the way, I was modestly silent and terribly worried. And when we arrived, I was speechless. Now I'm going to live in a luxurious mansion, like a real castle. I was incredibly happy until I saw the guy defending my new mom. Oh, I forgot all about him. I bet he wouldn't be happy to have me in his house. Who the hell is she? He frowned at me as we got out of the car. Nick, this is your new sister, Caroline. We've decided to adopt her. Are you out of your mind? She's the tramp who tried to rob you, Mom. Nick, I get it, but it's my decision and your father's. We always wanted a second child, but you know yourself that we can't have any more. So get a normal kid from an orphanage. Nick, Caroline lives here now. Accept it said the father sternly. Nick immediately calmed down. His father seemed to be an authority he didn't risk arguing with. The boy muttered something to himself and went into the house, slamming the door loudly. Mr. and Mrs. Gilbert showed me my room, which I was absolutely delighted with. A huge bed, my own walk-in closet, lots of new and beautiful things, and a private bathroom. It's like heaven. I couldn't even dream of that. I immediately fell on my bed and cried with happiness. Now I had a home and a family. I'm not alone. But I was having trouble with Nick. I tried to get through to him, but the guy was stubbornly ignoring me. But what pissed Nick off the most was that his best friend had found common ground with me. Brian was a nice young man. He treated me like a regular girl, even though he knew I was from the streets. He helped me study. When my parents hired teachers to homeschool me, he talked to me and even taught me how to play PlayStation. And then one day, I overheard an unpleasant conversation. How can you socialize with that tramp? Nick asked angrily. She's normal. It's your sister. She's not my sister. She's the trash of society. I felt so hurt by those words. I couldn't hold back my tears. I went down to the living room and stared at a picture on the wall for a long time. I really liked the painting. I couldn't help myself, so I went and touched it. 
If you touch it again, you're out of the house. Nick threatened me when he came in. What? If I find you stole something or invited your tramp friends over, I'm not going to be nice to you. I'll throw you all out. I don't want to steal anything. For the first time, I decided to stand up for myself. I'm not what you think I am. And you'd know that if you weren't such a jerk. We would have kept fighting, but my parents came back. They gave me an expensive phone with a bunch of diamonds on it. Nick just snorted and went back to his room. And I was as happy as a baby. The next day, I decided to take a little walk. It was a beautiful day. I was listening to music on my phone when suddenly I was stopped by some vagrants with whom I used to feud. The thing is, I've always been on my own and a lot of people didn't like it. Seeing me in my new clothes and with a cool new phone like this, the tramps just jumped on me without a word, stealing all my money, phone, and even my new jacket. They did me bad and I sat down on the pavement and cried. How bad I felt. But then help came from somewhere I didn't expect. Nick was there. He helped me up and asked me what happened to me. When he heard about the tramps, he called his friends to deal with my abusers. Honestly, my heart almost stopped when Nick and his friends fought the vagrants. The guys took my stuff back and we ran from the cops, laughing for some reason. Nick, thank you so much. I hugged him. You're the best brother ever. The guy blushed and didn't say anything back, but I wasn't offended because his actions were more eloquent than words. When we got home, mom was shocked to see a battered Nick. He brushed it off and said it was okay. My father, on the other hand, was not happy about it. The thing is, my adoptive parents are billionaires and reputation is very important to them. They were afraid of any scandal so they raised Nick in a strict manner to keep him out of trouble. Nick got very angry when his father told him off, so I decided to console my brother. As it turned out, it pissed Nick off that he lived in a rich family in the first place. You see, money is a weapon to reach some goals, but it's not about happiness. My dad wants me to carry on his business, and I want to be a doctor, and we fight about it all the time. I even felt sorry for Nick, even though I didn't understand him. He had everything since he was a kid, but he doesn't appreciate it because it's not money that matters to him. It's the dream. If he lived in the street, he'd start appreciating everything he has. But then I realized what Nick meant. My father had arranged a business meeting at home with his partners, ordering Nick to attend. I could see that Nick wasn't interested at all. He even got hung up on the phone a few times, for which he received a stern reprimand from father. My father, very cleverly, without descending to insults, humiliated Nick. I felt really bad for my brother. So, I stood up for him. Dad smiled at me and said that I didn't understand anything and that he knew better how to make his son happy and more importantly, rich. Nick was touched that I stood up for him and for the first time, he called me sister and hugged me. Thank you. No one ever stood up for me, he said. I believe in you, Nick. Don't give up. Follow your dreams to the end. But I didn't think my words would have that effect on him. The thing is, that night, Nick ran away from home. He left a note in the living room, saying he'd rather be lonely and poor, but happy and free. My parents immediately pulled all the strings to find my brother, and my heart froze with fear. What if something happened to him? Then it would be all my fault. I was the one who encouraged him to follow his dream. Idiot! 
My parents couldn't sit still, so they went looking for Nick too. It didn't take us long to find my brother. He was surrounded by a gang of vagrants who wanted to get back at Nick for the last incident. They wanted to attack him in a group. We jumped out of the car right away, scared off all the vagrants and took Nick away. Son, that's not manly. You ran away like a coward. I ran away because I'm sick of you. I don't want to go into business. My goal is to help people and heal them. This argument went on all the way. At one point, Dad got so nervous, he lost control of the car. We hit a pole. Nick hit his head hard on the dashboard. My mom and I got scared. Dad seemed fine. My brother lost consciousness, and mom immediately dialed 911. What kind of misfortune is following us? Luckily, Nick wasn't seriously injured, but we were so scared for him. We cried in the room while they bandaged his head. I'm fine. Don't worry. He smiled at us. It must have had some effect on my father, and he mellowed. Nick, after all, was allowed to study to be a doctor. He was no longer bogged down with business meetings, which my brother hated so much. But there was another problem. You haven't forgotten about Nick's best friend Brian, have you? Well, he confessed his feelings to me. I was speechless. I didn't see Brian as a boyfriend. He was a friend to me. Nick, on the other hand, was very concerned. He was against us dating. But why? Brian asked. She's my sister and you're my best friend. This is a bad idea. It wasn't so long ago that you didn't think of her as your sister. A lot has changed, Brian. I'm against it. I don't want her to be in a relationship right now and then suffer through a breakup or a fight. Caroline needs to study. Brian didn't like that. Then I had to get into a dialogue and explain to the guy that I wasn't interested in relationships yet. Brian got upset but didn't insist on anything. Eventually, I got used to the luxurious life, and Nick became not just my brother, but my best friend, with whom I could talk to about anything. I'm glad this family came into my life. It's because of them that everything has changed for the better. Would you like to live in a billionaire family? Write your answers in the comments. I'd be interested to read them. Also, don't forget to share the video with your friends. Bye! Hi everyone, I'm Alice. And I really love pets. Do you have pets at home? As for our family, we have a cat and a lion. Yup, you heard right, a real lion. My dad is a veterinarian and my mom is a zoologist. She works for an animal welfare organization. That's why they often have to travel around the world to help animals that got into trouble. I love my parents and I'm proud of what they do but I'm often left alone for a long time because they are away a lot. Well, not all alone. I have a cat, Tom. Tom has lived with us for a very long time. He is the rightful owner of the house, and like all the family members, he has his own duties. For example, Tom is an alarm clock for me. In the morning, he climbs on top of me and starts licking my face. I simply can't fight off the annoying cat, so I have to leave my warm bed. I wash up, feed my cat, and then I have an ordinary day, just like any 15-year-old teenager would have. My parents came back from another trip. They were dressed as if they had just returned from a safari. Mom said that this time they helped in building a nature reserve in South Africa. Usually, we would gather in the living room after each trip, and I would listen to their adventure stories open-mouthed. 
It always ended in the same way. I begged my parents to take me with them, but they said I was still too young and I had to finish school first. I thought that since I couldn't go with them to different countries and watch wild animals, then we could go to our local zoo altogether. I thought it was a great idea, but my mother didn't like it because she hates zoos. She says that the animals are kept there in terrible conditions and are cooped up in cramped cages. Maybe it's true, and maybe she's right, but I didn't think about it. I just wanted to see with my own eyes all the wonderful animals about which they talked so much. Mom understood me. She realized what it was like to listen to the stories about adventures without participating in them, so she agreed to go to the zoo as a family. We went there the next weekend. It simply blew me away. It may sound silly, but I was 15 and I knew everything about animals from my parents' stories, but I never saw them live. I ran from one enclosure with animals to another until I finally got to the cage with lions. I watched those big cats move slowly but very gracefully around the enclosure. Then my parents came over. A small fluffy lump caught my attention. It was breathing hard and fast. The lump lay all alone. I pointed it out to my mom. Mom gasped and ran away somewhere at the same moment. Dad and I followed her. We found her in the administration building where she was arguing loudly with the director. From their argument, I realized that the fluffy lump was a little lion cub and its mother had given up on it. She said that the lion cub was in a critical condition, and if no one helped it right away, it would die. The director said that it was a normal process and it just needed some time to adapt. However, he had to give in when my mother showed him her zoologist certificate. Mom and Dad went to the director's office. I stayed in the corridor and waited for them. In the evening, I asked many questions, but for some reason they didn't answer me and said that I would see everything myself soon. In the morning, I realized what they meant. In the morning, Tom woke me up again and I went down to the kitchen to feed him. But you can't even imagine how surprised I was when I saw a little lion cub eating from the cat's bowl. It was the same lump I had seen the day before. I rushed to caress and stroke him. Then my mother came in. She said that the little lion would live with us for a while until it recovered. Mom was the only person in the city who had sufficient experience, so she volunteered to take care of it, and I was supposed to be her assistant. Mom also added that I should be careful with the lion cub because it limped. When I realized that a real king of beasts would live in our house, I was on cloud nine. I would finally participate in my parents' adventures. I was the happiest teenager ever. Alex, that's what I call the lion cub, and I were always together. When I was at school, I couldn't wait to come home and play with him. Once, I even woke up in the morning because Alex was licking me, and Tom was sitting contentedly on the side of the bed and watching it all. Tom seemed to teach him to do it. On the whole, Tom was like a father to Alex, and the lion cub tried to repeat after him. So Alex and I played, swam in the backyard, and even watched TV. One morning, I woke up as usual because someone was licking me. When I opened my eyes, I nearly jumped out of my bed. 
a huge lion with a hairy mane was sitting on me. No, Alex didn't grow up in one day. The thing was that a year had gone by. We spent so much time together with him that I didn't even notice how he had turned into an adult lion. All this time, my parents were up and doing. They tried to release Alex into the wild where other lions lived, but his forepaws were still injured and releasing him into the wild meant his inevitable death because he wouldn't be able to get any food for himself. Therefore, he still lived with us. In fact, the big cat caused a lot of inconvenience. He was becoming a predator and animal instincts were arousing in him. One evening, the whole family was watching a show about zebras when Alex was a lion cub, he watched them with curiosity, but now, as soon as Alex saw the zebras, he got up on four legs and pushed off. He jumped right onto the screen to catch his prey, but he just pushed the TV set instead of a zebra. The TV set crashed and Alex hid behind the sofa, frightened by the sparks. Dad carefully cut off the power to the TV set. Mom and Dad began to clean up and discuss what had happened. My parents told me and Alex to go to my room. I realized that it was no good. Alex realized it too. When I sat down on the bed in my room, he came up to me and put his muzzle on my knees. In the morning, I was getting ready for school. That day I was in a hurry and I forgot something. Do you think I forgot my keys or my phone? No, I forgot to lock the door. And it would be fine, but Alex knew that if he put his paws on the door handle, it would open. My classmates and I were in the park near the school. Suddenly, I heard screams and yells, and then a whole bunch of children ran towards the playground. At first, I didn't understand what was happening, but I heard the word lion among the children's cries. I looked into the distance, and I saw my Alex running towards me, limping on his forepaws. He jumped on me and knocked me off my feet. The kids on the playground screamed that the lion wanted to eat Alice. But the lion didn't want to eat me. He was just licking my face, and I laughed out loud. Then the viewers began to woo, but there were no daredevils who went down to stroke the cute lion. Of course, a lion walking freely around the city and jumping on teenagers couldn't be ignored, so a few minutes later, a police car, which was patrolling the area nearby, drove up to us. However, the officers were scared and didn't dare to get out of the car right away. They did it only after they saw that I was stroking the lion. They were clearly at a loss and didn't know how to react to that. When one of the police officers wanted to approach us, Alex began to roar, which scared everyone around. I guess Alex thought that the officer wanted to harm me, and he warned him not to do it with his menacing roar. The police realized that I was the only person the lion obeyed, so they asked me to put him into the patrol car. I followed their instructions in order not to frighten the others, at first, I sat in the back of the car, and then Alex joined me. We could hardly fit there together. The cops were scared, but the metal mesh between the back and front of the car gave them some confidence. However, I saw them jump up in fear whenever Alex roared. This amused me a lot, and I could hardly keep from laughing. The officers listened carefully to my explanations and talked to my mother on the phone. After that, they decided to take us back home. 
My parents were already waiting for us in front of the house, and they told us to go inside. The police officer said that they were obliged to inform the city administration to resolve the problem. Mom looked sad and told them that everything had already been settled. I found out at home how everything had been settled. It took my dad a lot of time to figure out how to tell me about their decision, but he worked up the nerve and said that they had finally found the right place for Alex. I began to protest and tell them that Alex shouldn't be released into the wild because of his injury and he could die there. I burst into tears. Mom said that Alex wouldn't go there. He wouldn't even get into the nature reserve. Alex would go to a wonderful safari park where he and friendly lions like him would play together. Alex and Tom came to the living room, both looking very sad. They seemed to understand that it was time for them to say goodbye. I wiped away my tears with my sleeve. Perhaps it was really the best solution because he would make new friends there and there was clearly more territory than our small house. In the morning, the whole family, including Alex, went to the safari park. The director was already waiting for us there. Surprisingly, he wasn't afraid of Alex at all and even stroked him. He walked Alex to the enclosure. I must admit, the territory there was huge, unlike in a zoo. Before leaving, Alex licked my face as he usually did in the morning. Then he turned around and ran away limping. I saw him run to play with other lions. Seeing this, I realized that it was a better place for him. My parents noticed that I was upset. Dad smiled and said that I could visit him every weekend. I was very happy because I wasn't ready to let Alex out of my life, and I realized that he wasn't ready either because then I heard his roar when we left. Don't be afraid, Alex. I'll see you next Saturday. Do you have unusual pets at home? Tell me about your animals in the comments, like the video, and be sure to subscribe to our channel.